The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, by Crossmark Services, and Roto Speaks. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Mike, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, man. Hey, man, I got a quick story for you. All right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. All right, listen. I was recently struggling. I was like trying to figure some things out. And a wise guy said to me, John, you need to always try to make sure the main thing stays the main thing. <laughs> and that man was you, Mike. Oh, that was you. I'm talking about you. My quick story is about you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so thank you. That's right. Thank you for that guidance. Okay? Yeah. I, I heard that phrase years ago. Yeah. And it's, it's been so helpful. It's a simple phrase. It, it kind of can actually seem simplistic, but it's really not. Not when you get right down to it, because it's so easy in this world, you know, the world of distractions. I mean, it's out there, isn't it, John? Well, I, look, I think about it as a parent, you know, that sometimes, you know, we can get wrapped up in a kid getting this grade or this and this and ever. And then sometimes like when I didn't know what it was a parent, it's like, I just hug them, tell them I love yeah. them, like keep the main thing, main thing. And then I will tell you in business, focus in business, you get very distracted in business mm-hmm. and like waking up, like what's the main thing to get done? What's the, you know, business, you might say the KPIs or rocks or any kinds of expressions of things that are most important. We might say that in our faith, we could say yeah. that, you know, all kinds of places. And so regarding today's show, I was trying to give th- some thought today about some little bit different. The, the guest today is you and me. We're just going to have a, the cross <laughs> conversation is the two of us today. More than just like one whole story. Here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, when I was thinking about this, what I really want to talk today is about uh, how does one make impact? That's really the focus. Of I don't like show. that. Yeah. You know, I, I get asked a lot about from different people about success and, and success is interesting because there's a baseline to it. We could say success like uh, financial success or sure. business success, but that's really relative. You know, you can sort of think about that in different ways, what defining what success is. And I think for the individual, you have to kind of figure that out. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm going to make less money and do more volunteer work. Or I'm going to make less money and care for my family. Like, I mean, so success relative. When I sort of turn that into the concept of impact, what does impact look like? Yeah. And that can be different because, you know, you and I both could name uh, school teachers we know who there's no doubt the impact that they're making, right? And some level, we never know. We right. never know the impact they're making. Or um, I think about prison uh, chaplains, you know, like think about people in our community all day long that are investing in people who are really hurting and they're making impact. And then I meet other people on the other side that seem a little bit lost or they feel like their life has lack of purpose because they're not making impact. Sure. So uh, if it's okay, Mike, I just want to jump in and talk about how does one make impact? But you know, the first thing that came to my mind, John, when you said impact, I thought of all things, a type font that I used years ago mm. and the type font was called impact and mm. it, but it was big and bold. Mm. Everything about it was thicker, uh, bigger, wider, <laughs> every little aspect, even the serif, that that a uh, type font will have the little uh, curly Q or the straight lo- little line. Even all of that was bigger. And I thought about that and how that 
when we think of making an impact, it's usually, and, and this is not always true, but it's usually in our minds, something that's big and bold. That's right. Well, and I think that when you, if we think about wanting to be big and bold, let's sort of make take of that thread, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And so I have a couple of things I just wanted to highlight with that. The first thing is when you think about impact, there's a real importance of commitment, like real commitment. You know, um, after um, uh, George Floyd got murdered in Minnesota, oh, yeah. that terrible thing, yeah. you had people jumping up and saying they wanted to make an impact with diversity and things like that. Yeah. And um, then after the election and all that, you know, what I feared happened has happened in that some of those same people are not focused on it anymore, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm picking that topic of diversity, but we could pick, you know, any number of, of topics all across the country. You have to have some level of commitment. You know, it's in most, most issues in the society today, whether it's uh, poverty or uh, homelessness or, um, gosh, you know, uh, health, you know, like medical issues, it's not something you're just going to flip a switch, right? right. Or it's not like, hey, we're going to get this one legislation passed and we're good, right? So many topics are complex. And so you have to have kind of a, a, a mindset of like making a commitment, a covenant view of, of working on an issue for it to be impactful. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead. I agree. I, you know, I'm thinking of the old statement. Sometimes it's uh, credited to some of our earlier presidents, but the thought was about America is America's great and will be great so long as America is good. And to me, that statement carries some, some real deep thought to it because you can't be great if you're not good. But John, here's what I think really makes an impact is if you understand that you can't be good without knowing God. Hmm. I don't think you can. I don't think you can hit the God kind of goodness without knowing a little bit about the Bible, without knowing the values of the Bible, without knowing the God of the Bible. Well, I'm going to take that to segue to the second thing that jumps out of my mind. So, um, and that is serve, right? And yeah. so I think that to me, having a servant's heart, having a servant mindset, and some people might, well, I mean, listen, you can be a serving person and not be a person of faith, you know, of course. I do think that there is a, a process of denying of self, right? right? Yep. And so when I think about what are the things that, are kind of the enemies of making impact. Well, one of the ones, and you hear me say this all the time, is that you got to be committed, in, in my opinion, to principles over power, right? If you're really committed to the principles of an issue, you're able to give up power. But if you're really about power, you're going to give up principles, right? Mm, yeah. So if you're a person of faith and you're like, hey, God is God, and you, and you acknowledge that, um, and then he's in charge and then you're focusing on the, the principles of that. And let me give you an example is, you know, sometimes I meet people and they're, <laughs> you know, I'm okay with somebody who's like, doesn't have faith or like, like that's every guy's on their path, but they're being kind of anti people of faith, you know? And look, there's lots of things in life. I can't explain. I don't understand, but I'll tell you this. If you have a family member in prison or if you have a family member, that's an addict, I don't know how to help them without faith. I don't don't know. Yeah. I don't, if you've got a family member that's addicted to heroin, if you've got a family member that's addicted to any number of things and they're going to go through a 12 step program. And I really believe in 12 step programs. The first one is acknowledging a higher power. It's acknowledging God, right? Yes. Although they don't always use the God of the Bible. They they don't, they don't. And again, I'm not trying to shame that. I'm just saying 
in my journey and like and when I'm trying to help people, like that's a crucial thing. Like it if is. somebody if some if somebody said, Hey John, you should hate to help those people, but remove that aspect. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to help this person that's alcoholic. Yeah. You know, without that. It's a critical step. And so the point being is that is that when you're serving, if you have a higher calling, you don't get too wrapped up. And here's what I'm part of what I'm trying to say, Mike, is this. Some people they're serving is wrapped up in a political party and they're so wrapped up and it's tethered to the political party, they can't untouch that. And then they, and it messes yeah. up their serving. Yeah. Right. right. I right, agree. I mean, listen, like, you know, I can say publicly, Hey, I want to serve the poor. And there are people that say, yes, that's awesome. And then if I say, well, I'm a Christian and this is why I'm doing it. There's some percentage that cut it off. That's right. Right. If I yep. say I'm a conservative, they cut it off. Right. And I'm going to over here like, guys, regardless of your faith, regardless of your political views, if you're down with helping people yeah. in need, let's do it together. And so, um, and both parties do this. I'm not trying to overly pick on the, the party that's not the one I'm in. Like, they're both guilty of it. I'm just forewarning that. For it's sure. like, guys, if you want to really make impact, remember the topic yeah. is impact. To me, you have to have a mindset of like, let's focus on the principle and helping, and then find partners that are willing to help out. You know, I think that what you're talking about is so true that people are trying, they're trying to grab a hold of these issues and they're trying to make them good in their life. They're trying to do the right thing often, mm -hmm. but they're doing it again, all in their own strength, all in their own power there. It's almost like there's an effort. It's like what you said earlier, the moment they find out that you're a believer, there's an instant bias against it. And there's this effort in a lot of people's lives today to take the, 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 maybe the good things that come, the fruit that comes from being a believer and try to add all of that good fruit into their lives without having the commitment to God, mm -hmm. without having the commitment to understanding the source of goodness. Right. And I think the opposite can be true too. I know if it's opposite, but it's in the worldview. It's like, if somebody's in need and they're not a person of faith, we still help them. Right. If somebody's not of faith and they want to help us help somebody, that's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that win because too. true love goes beyond that. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And so you can find that space to work together. But again, some people they don't want partnership because they don't want the other team to win, right? Yeah, you know, it's, that's it's, right. Now it, you're it, getting it, down to a motive now, right? Yeah. Right. And so that there's some people that they, uh, you know, it's like uh, I, I'll give you an example. It's like I really think it's wonderful. Uh, that former President Carter did all that work for Habitat for Humanity. I, I do too. How, how does somebody not agree with that, right? And sometimes I'll say that and somebody say, well, he was the worst president ever. I'm like, dude, I'm not talking about it. I'm not campaigning for him. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not trying. I'm talking about post-presidential. I think that's admirable. I think what um, uh, President Bush did uh, after being president and then working with um, disabled veterans, mm -hmm. uh, veterans with war injuries and their paintings and stuff like that, and it's like, man, if you really don't like him because of, you know, this, his stance on Iraq and Afghanistan, I respect that view. You have to like, at least give a little bit of credit. He's trying to help with these victims who, right. who's suffering from that. Right. Yeah. And so to me, it's like creating that common space. Another example on the other side would be is uh, Michelle Obama, you know, that like uh, she and President Bush have a friendship. Like you can be kind, right. You know, Mike, the holidays are coming up. People can be kind. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they are. <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend and 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 she she's a liberal and her mom's conservative. And and last Thanksgiving, she had a that her mom had a DeSantis sign in her front yard. 
and it just kind of destroyed Thanksgiving. Oh my! For both of them. Oh, that's too bad. And I just thought to myself, like, Mom, <laughs> you're about this one's mine. Take the Santa sign down for a day, just a day, just yeah. a day. You know what I mean? So we're talking about impact and how to be impactful. And so we talked a little bit, a couple of topics about committing and serving and uh, being Miles Personal Power. Keeping we're, the main thing, the main keeping thing. Keeping the main thing. And so I want to take a break and come up with some other examples of like bullet points on what we can do to make sure we're being impactful people. Sounds good. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. I'd like to thank Maynard, Cooper, and Gale, PC, for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world to people who are impoverished, oppressed, and persecuted? Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. Once again, here is John Crossman. All right, we are back here at the Crossman Conversation. And today we're talking about uh, the conversation is how to make impact. You know, Mike, in my work and the different things I've done over the years, I've had students say to me, like, John, you're doing this kind of big stuff, right? And, And how do you have an impactful life? And when I sort of reflect on that, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, right? It happens because you commit, you commit to issues. Like you were asking me earlier about HBCUs. Well, like I grew up around them, mm-hmm. right? I grew up around them. I have been volunteering and serving with HBCUs, you know, myself well over 20 years. Right? And that's, and there's a point in here too, that your dad was big on them. My dad was big on them. And so I was raised in that space. I would add though, and again, this goes back to like some of the things like how do you make impact? And we talked about commitment and serve and acknowledging God. I would say that another big part of it is like 
you got to sacrifice. That's right. Like if you want to make gotta impact, you got to sacrifice. So I always say this, it's like, how do I know Christ loves me? He sacrificed for me. He made a choice. You know how I know someone loves me on a human level? Mm-hmm. They sacrifice for me. Like, you know, people love what they sacrifice for, right? I've always told you, Mike, that when I've done fundraising for colleges, you know, I'll meet somebody and, you know, that's, that's like, oh, I'm a lifetime gator and they're big on that. I bleed orange and blue. Well, could you write a check? Nope. <laughs> you know, like, and that's true for all kinds of schools. People will super define their personality, like a huge part of their life by where they went to school. And then you do, you find out that they, in 20 years, they've given $20, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's okay. Not judging it. But that same person, and they wonder why, well, why am I not on this board? Why am I not a trustee? Why am I not doing this and this and this? Well, bro, you got to make impact. And by impact, it's like you, you got to make a commitment. Yeah, skip a vacation and write a check. Sacrifice. You know, drive a smaller car, <laughs> write a check. You know, right. you have, you, and, and that goes in any place. Like, I think some people sort of their whole life, like, why did I get this big opportunity? There's a level of sacrifice that happens. Yeah, there's that old saying, you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, and, and, and it also goes to time, like you're showing up and you're there early and you're making impact that way, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's all of those things. And sometimes you never have to write a big check, but a lot of little checks over a long period of time makes a big difference too. Mm-hmm. But if you want to make impact, you got to do it. The other part of it I want to make sure I touch on too is that if you're a person who wants to make impact, you will experience pain. You right. can't no, avoid it. There's no way yeah. around it. And you're going to experience loss. You're going to experience all kinds of uh, uh, hate mail. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten yeah. hate mail, Mike. And uh, and sometimes the hate you get is from people that you would think would love you the most. You know, and you would expect them to be on the side of what you're trying to do. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those things. People get threatened. You know, sometimes, again, we you know, with sometimes politicians and sadly sometimes pastors and sometimes other nonprofit leaders they kind of want to be the man, right? And so um, it's like they see themselves as a shepherd and they're looking for sheep. And if they see another shepherd, they don't like that. That's so weird to me because in my mm-hmm. brain, I'm like, well, we need lots of shepherds and we need, yeah. and, and we're all shepherds and sheep in a different way you want to say that. But some people are just not down with that, you know? And so with that, I just want to go into some other just warnings and some other thoughts. It's like, man, you got to really, really um, check your ego, you know? Uh, I always talk about, you know, like there's times I really feel I'm doing the right thing. And then there's times I feel like, oh my gosh, this is maybe my ego pushing this. And that can be in the same 30 seconds, like literally in the one same yeah. sentence. And so I have to do things to kind of take a step back. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'll give an example of what that looks like for me is a submission to other leaders, you know, that a lot of times when I'm volunteering, um, you're putting I, yourself under their leadership. Yes, sir. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah. There's an event I do for FSU every year and I, and I, every year, I, in different contexts, I always tell them like, Hey, FSU, this is not my event. This is your event. And you can fire me whenever you want. And they kind of laugh because it's a volunteer thing. I'm like, no, no, I'm serious. Like, and if there's ever a way that's better, like do it better or different or whatever, let's do that. And this year when I'm doing it, I'm actually bringing my own protege with me. I'm bringing a, a younger guy. Uh, to help me out because I'm trying to get some better insight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, clinging to things, like if you find yourself clinging to stuff, like I'm not giving that up, and we've all seen this in different areas, that that can be very problematic. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's some politicians where, and I'm not trying to be, because it's, again, both sides, they get so old that I I wish they would retire from politics and spend the next 10 years 
promoting younger politicians, mm-hmm. like trying to get younger ones in office. And then when that younger one wins, they're, they're on the side, they're on the right or the left, yeah. whispering in their ear and helping them, right? But they're pushing, promoting up youth, mm-hmm. right? That's right. We all will have the sunset. We're all, none of us are kings forever, right? That's right. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> so to me, it's like, like having that, you know, willing to submit and, and, and a body check and like be ready, hold on things loosely, right? That's right. And if you find yourself in like a power grab, like I'm never giving this up, that's a real time to back up. Yeah. Right? You know, there's a great picture that I heard and and saw an example from a pulpit years ago. And it was all about the gifts that God give us, gives us and some of the, uh, let's say, the leadership roles that he gives us. And what the speaker did was he held his hand out, palm up, to receive something from God. Mm-hmm. And then God, in, in his illustration, the hand of God would come down and put that gift, that responsibility, that goal that meant so much to this man, puts it in his hand. And and then the tendency is for the guy to grasp his fingers around and hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And what the speaker was saying was when God gives you something and puts it in your hand, you've got to keep an open hand. Yeah. Yeah. Because it may not be there forever. Right. It may not be intended to be there forever. Yeah. You've got to have an open hand. I I, I listen, Mike, I, I when is that not true, right? Like yeah, you know, when you raise children, you you you've given a baby, but yeah. they don't say a baby like they become adults, and you have successful adults. <laughs> they don't live in your house anymore, right? Uh, no, they don't. And they have their own minds and thoughts yep. and things like that, and you have a relationship with them, but you know you can't tell them what to do. That's right. And the fact of the matter is, they'll probably don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there's probably time twenty years from now they they may be telling you what to do, and maybe they should. That's right. Right. That's right. That's it a comes natural. Around. It's a natural yeah. stage of things, and so. Again, the big topic here is trying to talk about making an impact, and I'm kind of jumping in there hard with this, but I just want to give these thoughts, particularly young people listening to this, about how can you make impact. And, you know, you got to find things um, and commit to them. You got to find things. You got to serve. You've got to have passion about it, right? And That's boy, right. listen, passion and anger are close. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful with that That's one right. for sure, right? And then you really also got to make sure you're developing skill sets. I want to make sure I touched on this. You know, sometimes people have a great passion for charity. And you talked in the beginning, which I was quoting about making the main thing the main thing. A lot of times nonprofit boards, you know what the main thing is? Raising money. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? Yeah. And somebody's like, oh, I'm so passionate about blank, right? Ch- college, charity, whatever. But they don't know how to raise money. You're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable raising money. Well, you need to learn. <laughs> That's right. Like, it's a skill set. Yeah. You know, like you... You couldn't drive a car, now you can drive a car. Like most things in life are just skill sets, but you have to be mindful of what the skill set is. That's and right. Part of my, let's call it success in making impact, is my ability to give and raise money, right? And so part of it is like being a steward of my own funds. And then also it's like being really bold and asking for funds. Yeah. It's critical. It's a critical it, thing. It really is. And you know, it's, I think a lot of people, they, they look at people who are successful, people who have, uh, let's say, earned a lot of income. Maybe they have built wealth. And yet those people are often some of the most generous, some of the most giving. I, I look at you, John, and you fund 11 scholarships. Yep. I appreciate that. Now well, I know you don't boast about that and I'm not... I'm boasting on you for Thank it. Thank you. Because I think it's amazing that, again, going back to that phrase, you put your money 
where your mouth is. Well, it enables you to make greater impact, right? Which is our topic. And the other thing I'll tell you is, Mike, is like, I've decided just to keep working, you know, keep work, part of it's working, yeah. right? There's that decision. And I think that once you get in your mindset, I'm going to work and I'm going to work as long as I can, it gives you, you kind of move away from a scarcity mindset to more of a generous mindset. Yeah. I'm going to spend part of my life giving stuff away. And I'm trying to keep coming back to the concept with this conversation is like, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to be a human being of impact. Look, you could give no money away. Like again, school teachers don't give big money away, but they make impact, but they do sacrifice. They're investing their time. They're investing yeah. their time and they're available, right? You can't be, if you're a person that's like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Well, it's hard to be an impactful person if you've got no capacity to spend time with people. Mm-hmm. You know, John Martinez, he's a good friend of the show, yeah, been on many right. times. You know, we talk all the time at 6.30 in the morning, 7 in the morning. Why do we talk? We talk today at 6.30. Like, why do we talk so early in the morning? <laughs> well, it's because, like, he's got a work schedule, and if he's going to something, whatever, and he's available, I really try to make my schedule work to be available for him. And so they're trying to do, you know? That's right. So and, you know, you, that that relationship that's there, you have to grab it. And and sometimes it's inconvenient, isn't it? Super, super inconvenient sometimes. But guess what? I'm inconvenient to him sometimes too. That's right. It right? works both ways. Works both ways. And again, when you're working with charities, you know, the other thing I'll tell you too is as we kind of wrap up, when you pick anything that's broken to work on, it if it was easy to fix it, it'd been fixed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you're like, oh, the current political environment. Yeah, no, it's hard. But it was also really hard when Andrew Jackson was president. Look it up. Okay, yeah, it was right. bad then. Yeah. And if you're dealing with any kind of these other issues, it's hard. But that's why you have to have a long ball view. You know, we think about, we hear it all the time about persecution of believers and Christians who are are facing maybe persecution that they've not done in their lifetime. And they say it's worse now than ever. And and you'd have a hard time telling that Mm -hmm. to a first century Christian who's just been thrown into the lion's den. Right. Well, and and again, I, and and I've heard that about, you know, somebody said, there was a quote uh, on some newspaper and it said that Jews were getting persecuted for the worst time in history in Germany. And then the quote was like, you sure about that? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's been worse, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, there are a lot of policies across the planet yeah. that, again, people catastrophize. And again, that's not to minimize where people are struggling today, but we need to be glad about where right. we're at and then take up the opportunities. I think it's really important. My final word on it, John, before you end this thing, is that we've got to keep God and good together because without God, there's no good. Well, I think that when we're thinking about big, well, God can unite us, right? God can unite us. Yes, he can. And if somebody like is not a person of faith, I'd be like, well, you know what? That's okay. Be cool with the people that are, you don't mock, (laughs) attack them, but that can be a uniting point. It sure can. Not an attacking point. It could be a uniting point. Um, one of my favorite people in the Bible is Old Testament Joseph. And I always think about all the great things he did in his life. And if you read about his funeral, I always try to think of myself, he was he was a, a man of faith. But I think he had people around him that weren't. And I think he had people around him that were obviously different cultures. It was He had a diverse friend group. Yep. I hope when I die, there's a diverse group of people there. I That's hope well non-believers yeah. are there. I mean, because I want to be a part of their lives and loving them. And, and I know there's ones that love me back. And I'm so grateful for that, right? Yep. So when I think about the subject of impact, I just want people to think about, really take some time about where where you want to make impact. Um, I think developing passion for it, you need to commit, you need to serve, use your skill set, develop skill sets you don't have, check your ego, make sure you're submitting, focus on principles over power, 
and really try to make sure you're building it up with a group of people and know it's going to be hard, but worthy. I love it. All right. This has been the Crossman Conversation. Subject today was how to make impact. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production. 